0: Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage.
1: Hi, I'm Eric Engel, here with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast and videocast. That's nice. I like those little squeaks. <laughs> so tell us about this, or start us off.:
0: We're going to listen in. it's a little hard to hear, but we'll My question is, my husband is a minister, and he cheated on me with another, with another pastor. I prove he doesn't want to doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to apologize. Instead, he's blaming me of being rude after hearing the news. What should I do? Okay, so here's what she said. Her husband is a minister, and he cheated on her. He doesn't want to talk about it. Let's see, what else did she say? Isn't that convenient? I know. And he's blaming her, and he said that she's rude. So she'd like to know... What should she do?
1: You know, I imagine if I cheated on you, you'd be a little rude to me as well.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd kick you out. (laughs)
1: So, So anyway, what should she do?
0: Okay. She has two paths in front of her. She has the path of reconciliation and restoration. That's one path. And here's the reality. He doesn't want to talk about it. And too bad, so sad. He has no rights at this point to say, I don't want to talk about it. She, all she has to do is go to the Bible, Matthew 18, um, is the principle. It's the Matthew 18 principle where you confront a brother. This has nothing to do with adultery. This is just across the board. My husband, brother, sister, whatever, has offended me, and they're a believer. You go and you tell them, hey, I was offended by your actions. You know, And the hopes is that... Um, that the person who did the offending would turn around and apologize right. and there would be restoration and step one. that's step one. Okay. So he's in denial. He he's just like, I'm not going to talk about it.
1: Well, I don't know if he's in denial, but he's, he's taken an he's arrogant, an arrogant approach of, Hey, it's what I did. It's what I want to do. Uh, and we're not going to address it anymore.
0: Right? Okay. So, so what's step she, two? She has already brought up step one. Step two is she goes to a brother or sister in the Lord and then tells them what he's done. Right. And I could already hear, yeah, two or three. I could already hear all the husbands all bent out of shape. Oh, you're disrespecting me. You're not being discreet. You shouldn't go to the church to tell them our business. Right. And isn't that wonderful spiritual manipulation?
1: Well, he, <laughs> hey, he had opportunity before she went that far to restore it or at least right. uh, acknowledge and, and try to uh, restore that relationship because that's right. what that's what that verse and that passage is all about. Right. 12.
0: And he wouldn't have any of it. And so then I hear how uh, the husbands generally will throw out the, they don't, the church doesn't need to know our business. And And this man is the minister. <laughs> Of <laughs>
1: the
0: church, <laughs> which is so sad, but the reality is, you know, we're sinners and we do wrong things and we want to justify our sins. And it doesn't matter if you're in the pulpit, you still are a sinner. Um, we are still sinners, even though we bring biblical messages, we fall short. But the hopes are if you're truly walking with the Lord, the Holy Spirit's going to convict you well, of your but, sin. But
1: that's the deal. What if he's not walking with right. the Lord? That's the whole point of this process. The whole so. Point. There's, there's go to him, then go with two or three brothers or sisters. Or, and if
0: he still refuses to hear,
1: then he goes to the church, uh-huh. goes to the leadership of the church.
0: Right, even though he is the leadership of the church, well, but there are still other. There, there should are, still be other leaders. There
1: should still be other leaders. If they're going to a church where he's the only leader, and there are no other elders and no other guys that he's accountable to you need to find another church because right. the pastor needs to be accountable as right, well
0: right that's just a general to any christian that they right. don't want to go to a church where you know the pastor is the law and there's nobody else there so but here's what i found so interesting um what jesus had said but even if he refuses to hear the church let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector because they're basically acting like an unbeliever. I like
1: that one about tax collectors, but that's a different (laughs) podcast.
0: I'm sure you do. So those are the steps that a wife should take or a husband, Uh, generally it's a wife, um, that we're telling them to take those steps. They are biblical steps to reconciliation and restoration. But here's what I normally hear. They don't take those steps because of fear, because what's gonna happen to their life?
1: Right, what's gonna happen to me, the kids, uh, you know, because basically he's he's usurping or, or using—not usurping—that's the wrong word—but he's, he's using this rulership over her, and in essence is threatening that uh, either you accept my sin, right, or I'm going to make life turn upside down for you. And and frankly, if you're a believer and you trust the Lord Jesus, then it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. anyone says they're going to do to you. It doesn't matter you need to follow the biblical principles. Now, now I think that's the nice way to go because oh. based on the Bible, she has the authority to say, that's it, we're done.
0: She's got biblical grounds for divorce. Absolutely. Okay, and usually when it's a younger bride or maybe an older wife that's been married for years and their kids are raised and maybe they have, you know, they're working on their own and they have their own money, then they divorce. But usually what I hear is the woman doesn't leave because the financial security is stripped away or what about the kids and so forth. And so I go, I always go back to what does the Bible say if you keep trying to walk in that truth, but he's saying, you know, I I refuse to walk in that truth. Who are you going to trust more? Are you going to trust God more or man?
1: Well, and let me share like a personal, maybe a personal opinion about this. But it's my opinion or, or feeling that if he's not repentant, okay, and you have this fear, you're still going to be better off what, if you have grounds, you're still going to be better off divorcing him because otherwise you are submitting yourself to this sin. And this sin is going to run throughout the, your life and the lives of your children from that point on because he's not repentant. You got a guy that says, I can do whatever I want. And she's not going to leave, right? Okay, right. and
0: well, and you're doing a disservice to the gospel. You're doing a disservice to your children if you have kids because you're going to wear this guise of their, wear this Christian family, and this is this is what it looks like in reality. You know, you guys are, you're living a lie, and you're teaching that lie to your kids.
1: Right. Well, God wants restoration, right? But God wants truth. Uh, truth trumps restoration. Okay. So you don't have restoration. And, and live this lie because well, it's but not there is
0: no restoration no it's not there, true it's it, all a lie it's all a lie I, I mean i believe that god wants the restoration and reconciliation if the heart is truly repentant this man's heart is not repentant and the whole purpose of the matthew 18 principle is to take him through this process to kind of like wake up his his conscience to turn to the what the word of god says and to be repentant but no man could i can't force someone to do that i can't force anyone to be repentant you're you're only accountable for your own actions but biblically i would go through that process to see can will this cause him to step up and get right with god so then the marriage could get right
1: so i want to make a couple comments about a pastor and there have been a lot of pastors pastors are human like Mm -hmm. everyone else but pastors have a higher responsibility they represent the lord right and a fact the fact that a pastor would say well i can do this and you can't tell me what to do and blame and, her. and all of that. I mean, I would be that much quicker to say, you know what? I'm not going to my, submit myself and I'm not going to submit my children to this type of leadership. And actually it will be a perversion of the gospel because they're going to see a pastor who can do whatever he wants and still think that he's saved, still think that he's, he has a relationship with the Lord.
0: Yeah, there's a disservice on so many levels. On so many levels, it would um, destroy a lot of lives because he's to be the shepherd um, tending to the sheep and tending to the flock, and yet it's like he's above everyone else.
1: He's not fit to be a pastor. I mean, it's not just fit to be a husband, but he's not fit to even lead the congregation. So, you know, at that point, he needs to be removed, even if he's repentant. He needs to be removed.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I know that there's a lot of fear there, you know, as a wife hearing this, you know, you think, okay, well, his lo- his livelihood is being threatened, which means that our livelihood is being threatened in the sense of, as a wife, like, where's that income gonna come from? But you have the Lord and you have to remember that God is greater than than man.
1: Here's what I wanna say, you trust the Lord. Right. If you believe in Him and you trust Him, follow Him, Trust that he's going to bring you out of this. And things are going to get better. Things will be better. They might be hard for a while, but...
0: But don't sweep the sin under the rug because it won't get better. No. It won't get better. Here, I want to leave with this verse for um, for the case, biblical grounds for divorce. It's Matthew nineteen nine. 9. Um, Jesus said, And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife or husband, except for se- sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. And whoever marries her... Who is divorced commits adultery so that the portion that we're talking about is um you have grounds for divorce if adultery has been committed.
1: right except for sexual immorality so jesus himself made that right, that right. statement
0: so those are our thoughts we're eric and jolene engel and we will see you next time